Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, happy Aloha Friday. Hope you're having a great one. Looking forward to the weekend. I actually tried to record this episode earlier in the day and kept getting interrupted and it wasn't saving. So that's the curveball of the day for me is trying to get this podcast going and it wasn't quite working out. So, but I'm here now and I hopefully have um, about 15 to 20 minutes to give you right now that we can get this taken care of. So, I just wanted to touch upon a topic that we were discussing yesterday on the program, which is the Facebook Live show that Jen Starkey hosts, and I'm her co-host for that show. We're talking about leadership principles, raising champions was a discussion this week. We spoke with Janice Meredith, and she was sharing some tips for parents. Woo, a little bit, a little bit background noise here for you. Just sharing some tips for parents on how to go through this sports parenting journey with a little less stress, a little less overwhelm, and how to be more efficient and effective, make solid decisions as you're going through this. Because let's face it, like there's a lot of pressure on parents, right? I think that this day and age especially, there's all kinds of different factors coming at you. There's all kinds of different, I don't even want to say opportunities, um, I guess there are opportunities, but there's all kinds of different mediums and avenues through which you can help your child improve as an athlete, improve as a human being, and it can get overwhelming. And with technology the way that it is today, you have more access to lots of different resources, which is great. That's why you're listening to me talk right now, even though I'm probably thousands of miles away from you. At the same time, it also allows you to see what everyone else is doing. And that can be both a good thing and a bad thing, just depending on how you take it, right? Sometimes being able to see what other people are doing is great because you can learn, you can discover things you didn't know, you can take what works for you and what's going to enhance your experience and apply it. But sometimes it also adds to the pressure that we feel as parents. And as far as like how good of a job are we doing, are we actually doing quote unquote enough. I think that's a that's a question that lots of parents ask themselves or lots of parents have on their mind, like, am I doing enough for my child? Am I doing what I need to do to help them succeed? And so that was kind of the topic of yesterday's program on the program. It's a Facebook live show. Again, it's going to also be turned into a podcast as well. So sometimes video I know for me is hard to stick with because you can't do anything else. Like you have to stay on that video and watch the video or else it won't play. With a podcast, the reason I like it and the reason why I consume a lot of content that way and I learn a lot that way is because I can listen to it while I'm doing other things. I can have it playing and I don't need to stay on a certain page or a certain app or a certain anything and it will just play while I'm driving or play while I'm cooking dinner or what have you. And um, so I enjoy podcasts, and I'm super excited that the program is going to also be shared in that format for you as well. Anyway, back to being a sports parent. One thing that I want to share with you today is this idea of 
challenging yourself to get creative with solutions. Now, I will admit I'm not the most creative person in the world. If you look at my website, it's very straightforward, plain, nothing fancy. My Facebook page is the same. I don't have super fancy graphics, images, ebooks, none of that. Everything is very simple. <laughs> um, my dad and his brothers like are artists, singers, this and that. My sister can like DIY all kinds of stuff. Like she's the Pinterest mom in our family, not me. And so I don't consider myself, I wouldn't use the word creative to describe me typically, but parenting has definitely given me the opportunity to develop my creativity, to develop my ability to think outside the box, to develop my ability to look for solutions instead of all the reasons why something can't work. Now, with our busy, demanding sports family schedule, sometimes it can be difficult to figure out how am I going to fit in everything that matters to me. So one concept that Janice shared last night was this idea of core values, and I like to think of it as the big rocks. Right? So if you have a jar and you're trying to fill it with rocks, pebbles, sand, and water, if you put the big rocks in first and then the pebbles and then the sand, you can fit all that in and then you could still probably add water and fit that in too. But if you started with the water or you started with the smaller pebbles and then tried to fit the big rocks in last, it's going to be very difficult. You might not even fit them in. So I look at the big rocks as the things that matter the most to you. What are the most important things that you want to get done, that you want to have as far as experiences within your family, that you want to feel as you're going through your day, your week, your month, your time with your children, with your family, with your spouse, what things really, really matter to you. And I like to take care of those big rocks first and foremost and then work other things in around that. Now, sometimes you get to a situation where your child wants to do an activity and you know it's going to add to the demands on your time, on your family life, on all of that. And making those decisions can get tricky because a lot of times we're like, yes, we want them to be involved, we want them to do this, they want to do it, great, let's, if we can do it, let's do it. But the logistics of it can get complicated if you have more than one child, if you have other sports going on. And so sometimes it's, it's important to take a pause and really think of, and really think it through. Now, I tend to be the type of person who overthinks things, and I will find all the reasons why it can't work. And sometimes for me, the best thing to do is just, is it possible? Do you want to do it? Yes, let's just say yes, let's go, and let's figure it out as we go. Because if I try to analyze beforehand, I can talk myself out of most things. So for some people, they need to practice the pause, and they need to practice being a little more intentional about the decisions they make. And for other people, like me, we tend to want to overanalyze everything and need everything to perfectly align before we feel comfortable with fitting it in. And so for us, sometimes the challenge is to not worry so much about all the details, not wait for the perfect time for everything to work out and to just say yes and commit if it's something that you know you want and you know it's super important to you and it aligns with what the direction you want to head and what you want to do in life and where you want to go and what's important to your family and to figure out the details later. So depending on your personality and generally speaking, in my experience, um, couples 
or you know significant others tend to sort of be opposite in this uh, in this dynamic from from what I can tell maybe not always but a lot of times that can be true where partners you have one that's like the more rash decision maker and they just like yeah let's do it and they don't care to think much through and sometimes that kind of causes some big problems and then the other person tends to be the one who is like the overthinker like me that overanalyzes everything and would never take action because things just aren't perfectly aligned yet and so generally speaking for I know in our family it's certainly been true that my husband and I tend to make decisions better together than either one of us would apart, especially in those situations where we feel opposite each other or not quite on the same page, especially during those times, that's a signal to me that both of us need a little bit of what the other has, or both of us need to hear something that that other person is saying because they're bringing something to the table that we would never consider or we just wouldn't do and we each kind of need each other to make a better decision together than we ever would apart. And so that has been something that took me quite a while to realize. I used to always think that, no, I'm right, and I've got to convince him to see things my way. That's how I used to view it quite often, <laughs> the first like decade or so of marriage. And then after a while, I realized, you know what, especially during these times where we disagree, those are the times when we need each other the most. Those are the times when we each have wisdom to offer that the other needs to hear. And those are exactly the times when we need to listen to each other more rather than trying to prove our own point or try to be right. Because generally speaking, neither one of us has the best answer and together we will make a much wiser decision. So uh, apparently my husband figured that out long before I did and he was just like waiting for me to get it. <laughs> so... So we're a little bit better with that now, but we happen to both be oldest children, too. So we're both quite stubborn. So this is not something that always comes easily to me. I was going to say us, but I think it, that might be more me than him. I'm not too sure. But anyway, right, so working together and then getting creative. So sometimes it seems like, well, if we commit to this, we're going to lose out on this. It's going to take away our opportunity to go hiking together on a Sunday morning as a family. It's going to take away our opportunity to have dinner together every Wednesday night or what have you. And what I would encourage you to do is before accepting that that's the only option, take a deep breath, take a step back and ask yourself, what else is possible? Does that have to be true? Or is there another way we can fit a family dinner in? Or is there another way that we could get that family time together that might not be a dinner, that might not be a hike, but would still be just as valuable. It's just going to look a little bit different for this season of life. Is there another possibility? And change is hard. I get it. Like, we like to find a routine. We like to find a rhythm. And it's really tough when things, new things come up and that rhythm gets disrupted and you've got to find your groove all over again. And with, with us, because we have such a big family, like, that happens often. And that was really difficult for me at first. But... And honestly, it still can be. Like this week, my sleep got disrupted because there was, you know, some kind of change in the schedule. And let me tell you, that is not the best adjustment for us to be making in order to make things work and run smoothly. I need to sleep. <laughs> I, I function so much better when I get high-quality sleep. And I have a lot lower energy. I just feel worse physically. My brain is, like, 
foggy. I have less motivation. I feel less inspired. I feel more pessimistic, to be honest. And um, I don't like waking up like that. Um, after having these last few months where I've really, actually since last year, really been much more intentional about getting better sleep, and I've actually been able to wake up refreshed, wake up feeling rested, wake up feeling ready to take on the day, wake up excited about what's, you know, coming forward in, in the in, within the day or two, um, or for the week, I've gotten used to that. And so waking up now without that, it's become very clear to me. The contrast is very clear, and it's become super clear to me that I much prefer waking up rested. So whenever possible, I'm going to make a point to do that and get, you know, set myself up for some better sleep. Um, so I would encourage you also to not be so hard on yourself when that kind of thing happens. Like when you feel yourself feeling overwhelmed, tired, stressed, frustrated, more often, that sort of thing, or your family's kind of on edge, all that is is an indication that something's not working and you just need to make some adjustments. Like how you feel when that starts to go wonky is simply an indication to you that it's time to make some adjustments. And, you know, get together with your family and talk it through if you need to, or sometimes it's really obvious what you need to do differently. And just begin making those small tweaks here and there to kind of get things back into harmony and get things into a rhythm. So I am less, I think, sometimes, most times, I'm less turned upside down by those rough spots. And I'm much, I'm usually much more able to just look at it and go, okay, what do we need to change? What do we need to adjust? Where do we need to, you know, shift things around or is there something we need to leave out is there something we need to stop doing for the time being until the season is over and then we'll get back at it you know that sort of thing so life really is a series of adjustments and a series of just being mindful of what's going on of how you're feeling of how things are going within your family of how your children are feeling of how your partner is feeling and um the sooner you can pick up on that and make those adjustments, the better. Because if you don't make them, say you don't notice and then you don't make them, don't worry. It'll get bigger and bigger and bigger until it forces you to make that change. And it's not the most pretty thing. And it still happens to me. Um, so you're not alone if that's happening to you from time to time. I just wanted to encourage you to be creative with your solutions. Like I was, I grew up thinking like it's either you can or you can't. And I'm learning that that's not always the case. Sometimes it may not, it might look like a, you can't right now, but maybe it's a not right now, we can do it later, or maybe it's a we can't necessarily do that version of it right now, but we can do this, or maybe it's a it won't really work out with this particular organization, but here's another one that is more flexible or is a better fit to our schedule or our family or our lifestyle. So I've gotten a lot better in recent years at looking at possibilities, especially when it's something that we really want to do or the kids really want to do or it's something that really is important to our family. What else is possible? How can we make this work? How can we fit it in? What are we doing right now that really isn't that important to us that we can drop so that we can create the space we want for the things that we really want to do? So I would just encourage you to not go so quickly to we can't and be 
a lot, you know, try to be super mindful about where you are spending your time, where you are investing your time. And if, you know, do an audit every once in a while, if you find things that's like, why am I still doing this? I did this because at that time we needed it, but now it's really not serving us. So we can change that. We can, you know, we can make some changes. So it's, it's really, I think, common and normal for us to want to find a solution and just stick with it. And then it takes us a little while sometimes to realize that that's not working anymore, that life has changed, that things have, you know, moved on, that we've all progressed in some way, that circumstances are different, and so we need different solutions. And um, I just want to let you know that you're not the only one that feels like, oh my goodness, we have to go back to the drawing board again, or you're always feeling like, I just got used to this rhythm and now we've got to figure it all out again. So that happens to me often. Um, I've learned to expect it so that it's not so overwhelming. And I think most times I do a better job of dealing with that. But um, yeah, the idea of being more open to possibilities and even if something seems like it can't happen right now, kind of showing that for a little bit and not just accepting that as the only answer and being really intentional for myself at trying to see, just asking the question, well, what else could work? Um, I don't always get an answer right away, but the simple act of just asking that question, I believe opens the door to identifying or recognizing opportunities or recognizing other solutions that you may unintentionally close yourself off to if you just look at the situation and go, oh, we can't do it. It's not going to work. So um, life has become a lot more interesting and a lot more fun when I've been less quick to say we can't and gotten a lot better at looking at, well, how can we? I know it seems like we can't, but is that really true? And is there, could there possibly be another option that we don't quite see yet? And just kind of keeping that at the forefront. So just wanted to share that with you today. I've got to jump off. I'm uh, heading into another interview which I will tell you about later, and you'll be certain to hear at some point, um, probably next week, hopefully. So we'll see. But for now, have a great weekend. Hope you're having a wonderful Friday, and I will be in touch, and see you all later. Bye-bye.